0: to roar powered by L Gray Welcome to the Tiger Den Good morning and today we are here with Emma she happens to be one of the photographers for LT Gray but she has stepped up to do Roar our podcast Welcome Emma Hi. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm amazing. Thank you. I'm really excited
1: about your topic today. Do you want to tell everybody what it is? Um, Yes, I'm talking about um, the Los Angeles Advocate, which is a LGBTQ plus community magazine. And per that, I am also a part of the LGBTQ plus community. I just wanted to put that out there.
0: Okay. So this is like uh something you're incredibly interested in that might actually pertain to some of uh your lifestyle and and what what you might want to know in terms of news. Yeah. So like it it hits your niche. I I, yes. I guess that's a better way to say it, right? It hits your niche. Yes, it does. Um, good. So I'm excited to work on this one with you. Uh, you're talking about the Los Angeles Advocate. It was founded in 1967, according to the research you gave me. Yes. Do you want to tell me a little bit about what you know, how it
1: started, what it's turned into? Um, I know that it started with the Stonewall Riots in 1967, which was um, the LGBTQ like, kind of starting way into history. Um, it began as a publication, as a newsletter and it was first published in, um, 1970 in a defense and education, um, for, for LGBTQ plus community.
0: Interesting. That's really interesting. And, um, so I
1: guess this evolved, right? How did it evolve? It has evolved a lot in the past decade and couple of decades. Um, It started as something small. Not a lot of people read it. Not a lot of people was interested in it until it started talking about people, things that people never really thought about, like LGBTQ plus other people dating who they want and um, being with who they want. And um, it was just, I think it's just a really important thing that we should have because the LGBTQ plus community is, is especially important to me.
0: Right. I think it not, uh, this, this may help normalize the conversation, right? Yes. And, yes. uh, I, I know you're a huge advocate for that, which I appreciate. Yes, um, I so it moved in to what it is
1: now. How do we get a hold of it? What's its name now? Um, its name now is called the advocate. It's not the Los Angeles advocate anymore. Um, Um, we, you can actually get it either online or in paper. Um, they have, um, yearly subscriptions for paper. You can buy for $30 and it will get shipped to your door from anywhere in the United States, out of the United States. It's a very global magazine, or they also have their own website that has a bunch of different other magazines attached to it. There's a magazine called the out that's also attached to it. And they all, they also do their own pad podcasts like us on their website
0: i'm sure they edit theirs more than we do (laughs) (laughs) probably (laughs) that's really interesting so they dropped the los angeles advocate and changed and became from what i'm hearing from you the advocate so they can have a more global readership can you explain to me um do they take articles that are still local to los angeles or is it uh, the
1: articles do they vary from country to country Um, When I was doing my research looking up um, about the advocate all around the advocate um, they started with just locally in the United States locally in just Los Angeles but since they have really expanded their knowledge of pride and LGBTQ they've really gone global and it's not just about the United States or just about Los Angeles which is why they changed their name it's about everything they have like different groups in different places like Paris or Europe and what's going on there and how their LGBTQ pride is different from ours and how they're dealing with theirs and if they're accepted or they're not. And um, it's reading it is actually very interesting because reading one that's localized in Los Angeles is so very different. That's one that's localized that may be localized in like Europe
0: because um okay great how so i
1: think you're about to tell me (laughs) because um i have noticed that in the in los angeles in the united states we are actually more accepted than we are in globally like in europe because there are a lot of parts that aren't in the united states who you can still get arrested for being gay or you can still have a lot of um bad things happen to you because of you're gay like you can get jumped or you can get robbed or whatever just because of being gay
0: or lgbtq plus or right?
1: lgbtq plus yes so many terms uh and
0: we want to we want to make sure that we are all inclusive yes. um so no i think that's a really interesting point it's it's unfortunate that like not everybody has positive experiences um but it's really interesting that they have come they have found a combined effort and way to culminate the that experience uh, and localize it, but then globalize that experience so others understand. Yes, so that's really interesting. Um, you, as a young LGBTQ plus advocate, as you have said, um, how does it feel to see this journalistic integrity and to see, um, you know, imprint media? about your particular interest in niche?
1: I think, especially for me and my community, I think it's so important to have this because um, not a lot of people know and know about the LGBTQ community. They just think their own opinions, they may be negative opinions, but I think this magazine really puts it out there and shows that LGBTQ is just like everybody else. And we're like, we have, we may have different problems. Like we may like get treated differently, but in the end, we all are the same, I guess you could say.
0: So you think that this print and online media is helping maybe educate people, but you also think that it's helping um, maybe unify everybody globally. Like it's, it's trying to create a dialogue so it has purpose outside of just dictating news. You think it has a greater mission and purpose than just watching like CSNBC or Fox or CNN? Um, you're telling me that there's a mission statement along with this.
1: Yes, I yes I do think that. Um, a lot of reading the the um, articles that are in the Advocate and what they talk about is really important because it talks about how. How different we are, but at the same time it's like I don't know how to explain it, but it's like how different we are, but how the same like well how- we're all
0: humans, yes, I think that's maybe what it's trying to articulate is we're all human beings, yes, and whether we agree on issues or not, we need to understand and treat people well, yes, um, and so i think I think that maybe that's what I think you're trying to convey, yeah, and I uh, that in itself belongs in education, right. To treat people well and to, um, work with equity and integrity and inclusiveness. Um, and as far as the
1: journalistic integrity, do you think that these, um, articles, who are they written by? Do you know? Um, they actually have, um, their own, they have three owners of the magazine and the website, which is, um, George Medea, Dan Shea, and Peter Kovacs—they um, all are all three of the owners of the Advocate. Um, they have their own editor and publisher, and and yeah.
0: Okay, so three owners, a publisher. So they publish their own, really. They're they're are they funded or sourced from any specific group? No. Okay, and um. I'm assuming that they make their money and can keep their circulation by charging the $30 a year for the magazine. Yeah. (laughs) It seems like a small price to pay um, for, do you know how big the magazine is? I know that print is really hard to, to produce seeing that we produce our own magazine. So. Um, I'm not, I'm not completely sure. Okay. It would be interesting to get our hands on one just to see how many pages, because I know that for us, it's expensive. Yeah. Um, I know that color print in general is expensive. So to see a small
1: production, I'm ass- do you know how many subscribers they have? That would be interesting, too. Um, they, I know that they have over 3 million subscribers. I don't know the exact total, but I know that they have a lot of people who um, subscribe to their their magazine.
0: Okay, is that specifically a website, or is that specifically um, the tangible
1: one that gets delivered to your door? Um, I looked it up, and I looked for it's actually for both. It's for the paper and the website.
0: And do you have to pay to get um, full access to the website as well? Yes. Well, interesting. The, if
1: you if you want to read the Advocate personally, the magazine, you have to pay nine ninety nine. But if you just just to go on their website, you can look at whatever you would like.
0: Okay, so you do have access uh like most media forums. you have access to the articles as long as it's online, but to actually have the tangible paper that's when you have to pay yes, but not at all during the website uh-uh. interesting uh so their funding comes from uh from print it seems as yeah. as such
1: do they attach themselves to any other organizations no um i when looking throughout the advocate, I noticed that it's truly just about people around the world in the lgbtq community
0: okay so there's no like um they don't have any political stance they don't have any they don't have any um like affiliation with other groups and organizations there's no ally groups for them no not really Interesting, so they truly are like an independent publication, yes, which is really hard to do and maintain, especially since the 60s in an, in a world where most of our access to our news comes from online and social media, yeah and they're still th- thriving, it seems, so that that
1: kind of speaks mounds on like the demand for small publications, yeah, their website yeah. is very big and open, it has a lot of different um add-ons to it that you can look up like um, they have specific well I guess yeah they have specific topics for like transgender bisexuality trans like pride and all um, in different sections that they have like um, different articles for each
0: interesting so they categorize it yes where we don't necessarily categorize ours ours just go by uh, fly at the seat of our pants of what's interesting to publish for a student paper yeah. but here they categorize groups and make it um even a smaller niche inside of the niche yes. so there's layers upon layers yeah. that's really interesting so they must have a huge following because in order to do that and keep the readership you you have to you have to have a large following to maintain those sections yeah. um, that's really interesting as well um I'm really proud of you. I think that this was something great to look up. I really appreciate you doing that. Is there anything you would like to leave
1: our listeners with? Um, Yes, actually. I think if they're interested, they should actually go and look up The Advocate and read some of the articles that are actually on the website because they're actually very interesting learning about what happens outside of just our world that we have. Like our local bubbles. Yes.
0: Globally. I think it's interesting. I like the fact that you emphasize that you like the global aspects. Um, that's, that's a cool part. Do you want to travel when you get out of here and COVID's back? I do. I really do want to travel. (laughs) I'm getting that sense from you and you keep on talking about global advocacy and global, uh, education. So I appreciate that. Um, well, thank you for joining us today. This has been incredibly informative and, um, I look forward to another podcast thank you you. for having me have a good one